Welcome into another edition, the first one of the 2019 season of the Dean Luggy Show here on Dog Post. If you're listening to us on iTunes, Instagram, Live, YouTube, wherever, or even on the site, go over to dogpost.com right now, D A W G P O S T.com. You can get one month of Dog Post for $1. Season is going to start here quickly. I surely would take advantage of that. We've got thousands of people on Dog Post every single day. Thousands of subscribers. Oh, I just made a mistake on my computer. Uh, and uh, really excited to get the season going. We just had, um, we just did come back from uh, Media Days in Hoover, Alabama. You can see it here. And I'm going to go over some of the stuff uh, that we talked about. If you missed it on the site, uh, definitely uh, would go over there and see some of the things that we had to say. Talked about. Uh, Kirby and company, obviously a lot of different things going on uh, for the dogs uh, and everyone else. Uh, Alabama picked to win the league by about a 2-1 to one ratio over Georgia. Georgia picked to win the East by about a, a pretty significant line over the Gators. It was probably something like 2-1 to one as well. But, um, you know, Birmingham, uh, Birmingham is going to lose this event coming next year. It will be in Atlanta. And then on top of that, um, the uh, Nashville will get it the, the year after that. I, I'm not as in love with Nashville as a lot of people are, but uh, it will be good not to be in Birmingham. Let me run down what, what happened on Media Day. So Alabama got 203 to Georgia's 50 votes. So that's actually 4-1. to one. Uh, I said 3-1. to one. Uh, So that was to win the league on December 7th in Atlanta. And then it says the dogs were uh, first place votes 233 to Florida's 21. So that's about 10 to 1. So I missed those both of those by a little bit. Uh, Alabama had 253 first place votes in the West, which means they got everyone but one by my math. Something like that. So uh, I, I think the league has stopped the sort of crazy votes from coming out they don't they don't acknowledge them any anymore i mean you would get years where like and there are some here i mean you've got people picking tennessee and kentucky to win the east which is you know and mississippi state to win the west which is just not going to happen mississippi state has never won the west doesn't mean they can't in the future but um you get some sort of bizarre picks here so at the end of the day the dogs at one in the east florida missouri is the three uh in front of carolina Tennessee, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt. Did you ever think you'd see the day when Tennessee would consistently be the fifth place or worst pick uh, in the summer? Uh, Alabama, LSU, uh, A&M, Auburn, Texas, uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. So Georgia will get a crack at uh, the number three and four predicted teams. Uh, LSU getting picked a solid, sort of solid number two um, uh, behind the tide. Uh, they are, uh, it's a little bit tighter in the West than it is in the East, but in terms of all the teams, for instance, uh, first place and third place in the East was 1,700 points to, well, 1,789 to 1,149. In the West, it was 1,813 to 1,268, so it's actually tighter between the top three, but the bottom, um, you know, everybody is pretty certain Vanderbilt and Arkansas will be the bottom teams. I mean, the fall off from Kentucky to Vanderbilt 798 to 358 uh, is pretty significant, so more than double 
Uh, and then obviously Georgia getting picked second. Alabama 203, first place votes, Georgia 49. So what's all of this mean? You know, not that much. Um, the the media has not done a great job picking the winner of the league. They've never correctly picked Georgia uh, when they've won the league three times. They've never picked it. And the one time they did pick Georgia to win in 2004, they didn't. So it's tough. I mean, if you if you walked around media days, uh, you would know, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a little bit like the Star Wars convention, uh, Star Wars bar scene at the convention um, there in, in Birmingham. But uh, I really want to get into some of the things that were said. This time of year reminds me a lot of um, the Dave Matthews, the Dave Matthews song. Uh, so much to say. Everybody's got something to say at Media Days, uh, and um, probably because they're being asked so many questions. But let's let's listen to Jake Fromm's response to one of the I would say stranger questions. It's about how uh, Justin Fields, how will he respond to not having chance of uh, we want Justin um, in the background. Joe Bombo, SB Nation Radio. How great does it feel to know that every now this year when you have a bad drive, you're not going to hear those we want Fields chance? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, I, I was never focused on, on anything. You know, I never heard any outside noise last year, so... You know, I'm still going to be just as hard on myself this year as I was last year. You know, it's all about how can I make the team better? How can I go out and, and play my best? And I think, you know, it doesn't matter really who's behind me or I'm, I'm going to compete with myself and, and go out and try to be the best best football player I can be. Well, that never happened. I was at every single game last year, and no one ever chanted for Justin uh, Fields to play that I remember. Uh, the only chance about Justin was very ugly and uh, really resulted in a player getting suspended or kicked off the team for the baseball team, and maybe perhaps eventually uh, was one of the reasons why Justin left uh, Georgia to go to Ohio State. But I thought Jake handled the question perfectly adequate there. Uh, he was the focus of a lot of stuff at Media Days. Let's listen to what Kirby had to say about Jake uh, uh, at Media Days and uh, sort of his respect for uh, his quarterback. I mean, this, this, this guy is the epitome of what college football is about. Number one, he stands up for the right things. He's uh, very strong in his faith. He, is, uh, he lives it. I mean, he lives it and he breathes it. And he does that with our players in a way that is not rubbing it in their face. And I have a lot of respect for his ability to be who he is, be confident in who he, who he is, and still lead our team. Uh, and not create any jealousy while he's doing it. So uh, it's a lot of, lot of credit given to his parents and his upbringing because they have done a tremendous job with all their sons. And he's got a brother that's going to be at Auburn, which creates a unique situation. But he is a great young man. Well, it's hard to uh, argue against what Kirby said there. And, I mean, he would know. Uh, when you start talking about the time that um, that Kirby got the job, they had to rewind Jacob Eason. That happened, and then they had to go out and get um, the ne the next quarterback. If you are not a member of Dog Post, I would, I would certainly suggest you sign up this week. And, and here's why: next week we've got a story on Jake Fromm that is long, uh, for sure. That's not the best part of it. It's very detailed. We talked with a lot of people around him uh, and that are in his life about. Um, you know who he's 
who he really is. We talk with uh, insiders about some of the behind the scenes things that happened before, you know, when he got there uh, during the 2017 and 2018 season. And, um, you know, I, I don't say this often, but it's, from the reporting that we've gotten, uh, it really does seem like what you see is what you get with Fromm. I do think he's, um, you know, what he, what he portrays publicly is basically what you get. Um, he, uh, He's a little bit dorky too. I think people would say that. I don't think there's any wrong with admitting that. Um, anyone who's watched him uh, uh, sing would know that. But uh, he is comfortable in himself. And I think that's what made people so comfortable with him taking over at quarterback when Jacob got hurt. You know, one of the, there were two really big moments in Jake Fromm's career so far. Um, both of them in 2017. Uh, the first was when he led the team uh, to the game-winning field goal drive on the game-winning game-winning field goal drive against Notre Dame. I mean, Georgia was sort of running out of time. There was about four or six minutes left, whatever it was, and Rodrigo kicked the um, field goal with I think about three or two minutes left. There wasn't much left, and then Davin Bellamy took over from there. And then the other drive, which was really much more on Jake's shoulders was the drive, the final drive of the Rose Bowl for Georgia's offense. And um, I think something like six of eight plays, it was on his arm. He had to do it, and he did. He took him down the field. He grew up. I mean, the question always with a quarterback is, do they have what it takes to win the ball game? And I was always, you know, Hudson Mason is a great example of do they have what it takes because physically Hudson was not ideal. Well, Jake Fromm, some people would say he's not physically ideal either, uh, but they're comparing him to sort of these freaks that have been around like Justin, uh, Jacob Eason, etc. When just when Hudson took Georgia down the field to win the game against Georgia Tech in 2014, I, I'll just tell you right now, I was shocked. I didn't, I, I you know, he was not who you would think you could lean on to do that sort of stuff from obviously a much better quarterback in terms of gifts and so forth but he did that against Oklahoma uh and 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 he he did all you had you could do against Alabama in 2017 so uh the and yet and yet in both instances against a team that he had committed to years ago uh he came up one play short, and in one one of the plays, he was on the field in 2018 when that 30-yard ball didn't go into, uh, did wasn't received by a Georgia player, and then in 2017 when he wasn't on the field, but he had, you know, scored a, you know, he, he had been on the field enough to to not go backwards, um, and uh, Rodrigo kicked a very uh, important field goal for the dog. So Jake Fromm is a very important player. Um, at Georgia, a very important person uh, in the Kirby Smart era. Um, we could be waiting this fall to see Jake Fromm play his first snaps. I mean, you don't you don't know. Um, Jacob Eason was certainly expected to be three and out, and this would have been the third year in 2018. And instead, he's in Washington uh, doing his thing. I know I'm cheering for Jacob. I think a lot of people are. I hope they are at least. Um, other things from media days, I think I'll, I'll run this clip again. Uh, this is an Alabama linebacker talking about what the toughest game has been so far for him in college football. Dean Leggy from Dog Post, I wanted to ask you what, you probably played dozens of games in college. What's, All right. what's the toughest game you've played in and why do you remember it being the toughest game? 
Uh, the toughest game I played in was the Georgia game last year in the SC Championship. Like, and the reason I say that is because it was a very aggressive game um, on both sides of the ball. Uh, Georgia came with it, we came with it. And I just remember like, after that game, I just felt like I got into a brawl. Like, <laughs> my, my entire body was hurting. Took me a couple of days to get back healthy and all that, you know, to take care of myself. But that was one of the hardest games I ever played in. That was Dylan Moses. That was me asking the question, but that was Dylan Moses talking about the Georgia game in 2018 and how uh, physical it was. I think, I, and that really triggered a lot of people, a lot of Clemson people specifically. And um, he wasn't saying that was the worst that he had lost. He was saying it was the toughest game he'd play in, that he had played in. Um, and I think the thing that gets people so aggravated that are um, Clemson fans or ACC fans or Oklahoma fans, whatever you, what do you, I, I'd say Clemson and Oklahoma. I don't know if there are, are ACC fans, but is that, you know, they're saying, hey, you know, you don't just have to play football in a phone booth. There's other ways to play football. And they're right. Um, I also think there's no reason to go completely crazy because a kid says uh, a particular thing. I mean, uh, we've got Trevor Lawrence calling out F Paul Feinbaum. I don't know that I understand that at all. Um, I don't understand that at all completely. I mean, there's there, the kids are kids, and I get that, but um, it just, I mean, I, this, this sounds bad too, but I mean, Paul Feinbaum should be beneath Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Trevor Lawrence never lost a football game in college. He's not lost that many games, period. Uh, he shouldn't be concerned about, um, you know, what what Paul has to say. And and by the way, what Paul said was correct, in my view. Uh, if you think Notre Dame was in the same stratosphere as Alabama, I mean, you're nuts. So, um, I, I don't know. But um, it's not, you know, what we do for a living shouldn't really be fodder, you know, for uh, the kids on Twitter. And you'd say, well, wh you know, why didn't you say that last year with the Georgia kids and uh, the leaving them out of the playoff. Well, first of all, they were correct. They should have been in the playoff, no doubt. I mean, they should have been in the playoff. But they weren't fighting with any one person. They were fighting a system. Um, I think there's some nuance involved there. Maybe it's maybe maybe I'm wrong to to feel that way. But if I were the kids, whoever they are, we don't matter. You know what people say or write about you. It it doesn't matter or write about your peers. It doesn't matter what we say. We can't control anything. The kids can though. They totally can. And um, and I also I I've always felt this way about um, and this does go back to the Georgia being left out of the playoff thing. I have always felt like people the teams that are disciplined with message discipline. It's a very good indicator of where their focus is. And I don't think that's a stretch to say. Um, the message discipline for this Georgia team in 28, what are we, 2019? All these years are rolling together for me. The de the message discipline has been very good to, 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 to great, I would say. They all but ignored the J.J. Holloman discussion. Uh, uh, and it's never comfortable bringing those things up in public like that anyway. Um, but I was with Jake Fromm, maybe not an hour, but something like that. And he probably had receiver questions 15 times, something like that. Maybe that's too many. Maybe it was more like 10 or 12. But he just didn't, you know, he just kind of didn't, didn't really worry about it. 
and moved on to the next thing. And I think that that does, you know, as an athlete, you do want to be able to move on to the next thing, whatever that is. And and in this case, it's to the next game, which for Georgia will be. I keep want I want I keep wanting to say um, Austin P. And I know it's not Austin P. I know it is Vanderbilt University. Let's uh, let's. Let's just talk about the Vanderbilt game for a second. Um, when you look at uh, Derek Mason and what he's done at Vanderbilt, he has had some some solid wins. He's had some very good close losses, including to Notre Dame last year. Um, but they have a brutal schedule. Them in South Carolina really have tough schedules this year. But let's listen to Derek Mason, the Vanderbilt coach, talk about the first game of the season and what he thinks will happen when Georgia arrives. Man, it's about what happens between the white lines. You know, you, you, you talk about atmosphere. You got to get on the football field and play a game. And I think, you know, that's what Coach Ogeron is all about, and that's what we're about too. Man, we're going to line up and play some football. Man, I, I've, I've got nothing but respect, uh, you know, for him and his program. But, you know, really it starts with Georgia. So we're going to start with Georgia, then we're going to go to Purdue, and then we'll play LSU at our place. And, you know, all three of those games will have a lot of excitement and, and fanfare. So let's get it. John, I love it. I got a lot of respect for Kirby Smart. Um, and we, we spent some time together uh, this summer, okay, at the Nike coaches trip. And, and we, we, I felt like we were kindred, kindred spirits, man. We were, we're, we're, you know, brothers from another mother. I mean, it, it, been, it truly felt that way. Um, uh, I believe that this schedule sets up well for us. I mean, you open with Georgia. It's a conference game. Um, I think I've got a pretty good football team. But it's untested, so we get a chance to, to test it. I know Kirby's going to bring in, you know, and his crew. They'll be ready to play. Um, and I'll get a chance to see Cortez Hankton, uh, you know, my former receivers coach, man, who's now at Georgia. Um, and he gets a chance to see the gang. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a lot on it. And, you know, man, we look to play good football, so do they. Um, and Georgia has consistently showed up for that game. I, I remember in the, you know, in the 90s and when Georgia would play. I mean, 2009 even, Georgia-Vanderbilt game, which was which was just not a good game. Uh, you know, Georgia had a lot of fans there for that game. So I think that Georgia should expect to see, you should expect to see a bunch of red. That game kicks at 7.30 on, ES, on the ESPN, on uh, the SEC Network which, of course, is on the family of ESPN. Um, we'll talk more and more about that game as time goes on. Stay tuned on third, on Tuesday, more from the Dean Leggy Show. Um, and we will review, I don't know, whatever happens between today and then. And if not, I'll talk more about uh, Media Days. Uh, Kendall Baker, or Kendall Milton, oh, Kendall Baker, an old offensive lineman. Kendall Milton will be... Uh, committing to someone uh, next Monday, and Dog Post will be there for that as well in California. So stay tuned to uh, Dog Post, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com. If you're on Instagram, you should go follow us on YouTube. Now listen, I can't stream live to Instagram, so you should be going to YouTube. If you're watching this on Instagram, you need to go follow us on YouTube, period. Actually, everyone should go follow us on YouTube. Dean Leggy, Dean Leggy Show, signing off. We'll see you on Tuesday night.